This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And it's not. That's a highlight yesterday from the Saints Radio Network. A little long one there. But yeah, it, it, look, a handful of Saints players lost. Michael Ola, Craig Robertson, Mario Edwards Jr. Not a great day from the Saints from an injury perspective. That's something we got to talk about and discuss today because... There's lots of seasons in the NFL when a team goes from a Super Bowl favorite to a Super Bowl afterthought in the span of a week or two because of injuries. Now, none of these injuries happen to really important guys with the Cam Jordan or Drew Brees type, but their depth took a hit yesterday. Took a real hit yesterday. I mean, Mario Edwards was the guy they signed after Alex Okafor went to free agency to provide them depth on the edge and as a pass rusher. Michael Ola was probably their best backup tackle offensive tackle we know craig robertson he's the leader of the heart and soul of the special teams unit kind of a star there i mean these were these were significant losses maybe not elite guys but certainly lost some depth on really all three phases not good stuff you can hear deuce McAllister talking about that online at wwl.com you can find my column there on our saints page from yesterday let's bring in mike triplett at mike triplett on twitter espn nfl nation reporter covering the saints mike how you doing Good. How you doing, Seth? Look, I'm good. Better than uh, the health of the Saints right now, Mike. Uh, yeah, lots of guys banged up yesterday, right? Well, sort of unavoidable. I mean, you said it. Uh, if you get to handpick which guys get hurt, you know, you can live without them. And when you, we talk about last season as a good season from an injury standpoint because they have what seven or eight Pro Bowlers on this team, and those guys all stayed healthy until Sheldon Rankins got hurt. Um, so it's completely unavoidable. Uh, yeah, hopefully Mario Edwards. Junior can be healthy for week one because that's like the one week they really need him this season when, when on- Onyemata is suspended um, and, and Rankins is still out from the torn Achilles. And, and you know, um, Craig Robertson's just so valuable in so many different ways, special teams and the top backup at every linebacker position. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, no, no, team, no team can escape all of them. So, so far, knock on wood, uh, they haven't had anything that uh, – that makes you, you know, change your prediction about what kind of team they're going to be this season. Now, a lot of Saints fans changing their prediction about the future of the Saints quarterback position after, uh, I don't know, a couple halves of football, Mike. Uh, Taysom Hill. What is with all the Teddy Bridgewater hate? I, I couldn't believe it. Like, yeah. I mean, he played very poorly. There's no mm. doubt about it. But to watch an entire fan base turn on a guy, I mean, I, I've been dying to do this my whole life. I want to know how many of the same people I saw on Twitter that were acting like, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, committed crimes against, <laughs> crimes against their family are the same people who, like, you know, celebrated that they just won the Super Bowl and they traded a third-round pick for him one year, one year ago today. Uh, um, uh, maybe it's two completely different groups, the pro-Teddy and the, and the anti-Teddy, but it, it is funny how fickle they can be. Um, I'm, I'm not ready to uh, to uh, change my opinion on Teddy Bridgewater based on just one bad half of football. Me either. Uh, me either. Uh, Taysom Hill. Like, Taysom Hill was good, though, right? I mean, that was maybe the best we've seen him, at least among the best performances we've seen him leading the comeback yeah, yesterday. Yeah, very much so. And, and look, I, I mean, I don't think it's an overreaction. And, and actually, I'm going to be writing about this tomorrow, and this is my main takeaway from the game is, 
I am, it's not an open competition for the backup job. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is the highest paid backup in the league for good reason. Um, and if anything happened to Drew Brees, it would be Teddy Bridgewater replacing him. And that's fine. He's looked good. You know, he's a good quality quarterback, but he only has one year left on his contract and he's an expensive backup. And if Taysom Hill is going to continue to progress as much as we've seen him from last preseason to this preseason as a passer, um, and as a guy that's comfortable back there and, and who obviously brings that presence and not to mention Sean Payton comparing him to Steve Young, I am less certain now about who I think is, is more likely to be Breeze's long-term successor than I was two days ago. Um, now I think that's a wide-open competition. Yeah, you and me both. Yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it. We're talking to Mike Triplett at Mike Triplett on Twitter. Covers the Saints, of course, for ESPN's yeah. NFL Nation. What were your other takeaways from yesterday, Mike? Um, you know, I mean, the starting defense did look good. That's promising. Um, you know, almost all of the problems on offense were attributed to Teddy Bridgewater having a bad day. I mean, if he doesn't miss Alvin Kamara and Dwayne Washington inside the five-yard line on those two throws, maybe they have 20 points in the first half. So then nobody's worried about the offense. And, and, and oh, by the way, Drew Brees and Michael Thomas didn't even – and Teron Armstead didn't even play in the game, who might be the three best – three of the four best offensive players on the team. So I'm not worried about the offense. Um, and I would say my biggest concern about the Saints heading into this season was the defensive end position and the defensive line position in general, the depth at, at those pass rush positions with no Rankins and no Okafor anymore. And I think Trey Hendrickson and David Onimata both had good games. So if they're going to look good, I think that's a real promising sign. So not to just put on, you know, rosy glasses. It was a pretty ugly game. But uh, those are the most important takeaways of, of, of guys who you hope are going to be able to be playing bigger roles this year than they have in the past. Yeah, ugly game, very preseason-y game. The wide receiver yeah. spot uh, was not any prettier. Uh, Mike, a, a dud for – Emmanuel Butler's debut, yeah. I mean, he he was invisible. Yeah, well, unfortunately, he wasn't invisible. He was visible because the one time they threw the ball to him, the ball bounced off his hands yeah, when he was wide open. Um, and I'm sure millions of – millions, uh, hundreds of whatever people <laughs> who've been watching us rave about him on uh, Twitter every day are like, this is what all the hype has been about when I haven't been out there at the practice game. But, again – they still speak highly of him. Uh, I still have him penciled into my 53-man roster projection because it's not only been practice highlights with him, it's been the way coaches are talking about him, and you can tell they're very clearly impressed both on and off the record. But, you know, I've never had him written in pen on on my roster. For a wide receiver to be, like, written in pen, written in ink, whatever you want to say, I think he's got to be a top four wide receiver in the offensive pecking order, or he's got to be a core special teams player. And I don't know if Emmanuel Butler is either one yet. Um, I think that top four is probably uh, Michael Thomas, Ted Ginn Jr., Traquan Smith, and Keith Kirkwood, if he can get healthy. Um, so, you know, Emmanuel Butler still does have something to prove if he wants to get on the field for this team and, and not just be a red shirt either on the back end of the roster or the practice squad. How much should that touchdown catch the 27-yarder from Taysom help Austin Carr's chance into making this team? Well, <laughs> if he had dropped it, he might be gone. <laughs> but other than that, all he, all he did was uh, walk it in with uh, no defenders anywhere near him. But but he's the perfect example of if you were the saints and you were like, we are playing a game in week one that matters. 
and we want to have four receivers active on game day that we're going to be throwing the football to, I, I would think Austin Carr would be active ahead of an Emmanuel Butler right now if Keith Kirkwood isn't healthy uh, because Austin Carr has been around. You know, he's this is his third year now. He knows the system very well. They trust him very much. So I know I understand that people are more excited about the guy with the higher ceiling and, and the long-term potential, at, but – you know, I would think Carr has an advantage as, as a more trusted guy right now. Uh, other side of the football, Caden Ellis. Second straight week, he's led the team in snaps, and that by itself doesn't mean much this time of the year, but he's also getting big-time reps on special teams. Uh, the coaching staff, the special teams coaches, have been very vocal about his progress there. Is Caden Ellis a guy that's penciled into that, that final 53 years? Maybe he could yeah. be. Yeah, and he was, he was before he was, for me, before they ever played a preseason game, uh, because he has been flashing a little bit in, in practice, and, and I think they like what they've seen from him. Um, but after these two preseason games, you, you have to feel really good about him. I mean, because of Alex Anzalone's injuries, the reason he's played so many defensive snaps with the ones, and I think Anzalone's going to be back real soon. But, uh, you know, that lets you know those are valuable snaps he's getting. It lets you know what they think of him to give him those valuable snaps. And then, obviously, he looks like a guy who's going to contribute on a lot of special teams right away. The pass rush for the Saints, I just don't know how to evaluate it right now. Uh, Marcus Davenport, the good was, well, he had a half sack. The bad was 24 snaps, and that's all he did was that one half sack. He also had a bull rush that was nice against, like, a third-team uh, left tackle. I don't know how much we go into there. But it's not just Marcus Davenport, in all fairness here. I mean, that was it. He had the, the half sack for him and Eli Apple on that play, and then um, a couple of pocket pushes and, and not much else. Is this something we need to be concerned about at all at, at this point? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's the number one concern on the team for me. Um, um, they need Davenport to be awesome this year, basically, because, um, you know, last year he was, he was pretty good, and I do think he'll be better. I mean, there's so many reasons why I think he'll be better, because he was a raw developmental prospect to start with, and then he suffered that toe injury midway through his first season. So, you know, uh, you know his conditioning, his confidence, and everything in between, his knowledge of the defense are all going to be better this year. But, you know, he's playing less than 50% of the snaps last year. So, you know, they like to rotate at that defensive end spot. So even if he starts playing 75% of the snaps, um, I think I don't think we're predicting that he's going to have a Pro Bowl season or anything this year, but you hope maybe he can flirt with double-digit sacks. But they still need others behind him. And that's why I said Trey Hendrickson's performance has, has been – promising because he has not done a lot so far in his career but they really need I mean they need Davenport to take a big leap and they need Hendrickson to take a big leap and that's asking a lot from yeah those two guys. I saw Hendrickson he's up to like 270 and he, he talked about yeah. that and when he was asked I mean he looks a lot bigger yeah and you know he's still playing fast which is which is important uh you know uh he's always been a high motor guy on the practice field uh in in training camp practice and stuff and you notice him for those reasons but to see him still making so many plays where he looks like he's got a lot of speed and and you know agility out there on the field I think uh, in particular in this last preseason game while carrying extra weight that's a good sign uh, Mike Triplett is going to be riding on it was Taysom Hill right tomorrow yeah uh, yeah for Wednesday a uh, little uh, Teddy and Taysom talk because uh it's the preseason, and those are the guys that we like to watch most right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, follow social media. It'll, it'll, that's what we do, right? All right, Mike Triplett. That's not what he does. That's what I do here. That's, you know, I'm trying to get uh, calls and talk and talk at night. Uh, Mike Triplett, ESPN's NFL Nation reporter covering the Saints, at Mike Triplett on Twitter. Mike, appreciate the time, man.
Thanks, sir. All right, there you go. It's time for your calls and texts now. What do you think of Taysom and Teddy? What do you think about Marcus Davenport? Anything you want to talk about from last night's Saints games, I want to hear from you. 504-260-1870. Passion and Houdat fans out there, I know. I've seen you on social media the last 24 hours. Heck, I've seen you the last two decades. 504-260-1870. Text lines 870-870. The last lap continues on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.